All right. Okay. So everybody, welcome to the Beauty Business Mindset Podcast. This is Celeste. And today we have a special guest. So let's get close to this situation. <laughs> so um, being multi-passionate, it's something that has always been kind of frowned upon you know being part of the beauty industry you have to specialize and you know I always thought about the specialization and just being specialized in one area of beauty but having been able to travel and be in different industry professionals and you know people with bigger influence and all the behind the scenes and brands and everything I've learned that most people have multi-passions and multi-businesses so I started diversifying my income and especially with the 2020 you know like the 2020 we'll just leave it at that that happened um, it was really important to me and I wanted to do this special episode I wanted to invite somebody that I've been watching in my own community who's doing this as well um, I feel like just from watching her, she's so kind and I feel she's very inclusive of other businesses and you guys know I'm all about empowering. So it's very important to me and that's why I invited Julia to be our special guest today. Hi, Julia. Hey. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And this is the first time that we meet. Yes. So like in video, because we haven't yeah, even met. <laughs> <laughs> been following you for a while I love what you do thank you and it's all been done through social media so that's what I always tell you yeah. guys you never know the power behind social media we're always interacting with one another and just watching each other and there's other people are doing the same thing to you so can you introduce yourself to us and tell us all about business yeah so um my name is Julia Marble I um started my store bell farm collective in um, october of 2020 because of covid um so i um was working in weddings and events um at a resort in santa rosa i got laid off in march of 2020 like a lot of people did because of covid um and then i was looking for a way to be able to be home with my son who's now two um, and be able to help my parents more with their business, Flying Cloud Farm, which is a wedding and event facility in Petaluma. Um, so I got the idea to start my own business during that time. And it has been honestly like the biggest blessing. Um, but I have, I think, 45 local makers and creators in store now. So I have everything from home decor and goods, um, really unique gifts, um, bath and body products, clothing, accessories, all sorts of different um, types of items. And um, I love to promote the makers that I have in store. So I'm on Instagram pretty much every day and I'm promoting the new products and tagging them. And it's really, really cool to see the, um, just how many people started making things during COVID, especially. There's a lot of people that um, got to get into their creative side because of um, you know downtime at work or whatever it was. So my main thing is my store that I started, but um, like I said, I get to help my parents more with their business, Flying Cloud Farm. So I started doing all of the social events. So all the baby showers and the bridal showers and birthday parties, I took that over for my mom. I'm trying to help her more with the weddings too, so she can hopefully retire someday. Um, 
So I'm trying also to connect the two too, because now I have more like event um, type items in store too. So it can be kind of like a one-stop shop for our couples or for people planning their events, they can, you know, have all of the assistance with their decor and gifts and, you know, bridal party um, gifts and all that sort of thing from the store. But then also I can help them with all their planning at the event center too. So um, yeah, those are my two big things that I have going on right now. <laughs> Oh, I think you're muted. There we go. There we go. I, was, I thought it was me at first. <laughs> I love that you're doing all that because you're able to support other people in your community and different yeah. businesses. And also like, and just to share a little background, um, I've been watching you and you use different parts of your property. Like there is like the picnic setups and it's just like, you know, also photo shoots and bridal and it's just, it's all intertwined and it's just so beautiful to see your creativity also go, you know, along to beyond. different, areas. yeah, beyond yeah. what everybody thinks, like, you know, just yeah. when you're just, you know, like a store, it's like, you're really using your creativity yeah. to also help others. Around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm always trying to think of like something new and exciting either for people to come experience on the property because we have 33 acres. So, I mean, and it's my family's property, so it's a very private thing. So we can have people come out for doing fun photo shoots or doing a fun picnic or, you know, all those really unique things that people um, can experience out here. I think that's the biggest thing is making an experience for people and not limiting myself to what having a store means or um doing an event i want to try to do new things too and bring in more people you know yeah and i love that so what do you think um for somebody who's thinking about having like a multi-business kind of like you have and i do too what is one of the first like roadblocks or mindset blocks that were stopping you in the beginning that you have to like really overcome um, well, there's a few. I mean, one is just your time, right? I also have a two-year-old. So it's like, how do I find the time to do, to make sure I'm putting in all my, like, I want to do things well too. So you don't want to feel like you're not giving your full self to each thing that you're doing. So for me, it was really finding um, like good processes for me that kept me on track. So um I try to find as many routines as I can for each of them. So this time I'm doing this and this time I'm doing this and um, finding a good routine for me that made it so I wasn't slacking in certain areas was my biggest thing. Um, so, and that does take time. And I think also being, um, being kind on yourself when you feel overwhelmed and taking time to, you know, today, I just need to relax. I've been working for seven days straight. <laughs> How about today? I do some, you know, self-care. So, um, I think it's just checking in with yourself a lot. Cause you don't have like, when you're working for somebody else, you have some, you have these goals that they're putting on you and, you know, you can, um, be there for 40 hours and you get to go home and check out, but it's not like that when you're working for yourself. So, um, there's obviously a lot of benefits to that, but you also have to be kind of structured, but also giving yourself some time. So I think as long as you work on yourself and figure out your structures, everything else kind of falls into place. So it's just like constantly checking in with yourself, giving yourself yeah. breaks and just creating kind of the structure, but balance. Yeah. And I think it's so important, like what you were saying, like we only to have systems in place. Like I always talk yeah. about people think I live on social. I actually do not. Yeah. Actually, only do social um, <laughs> four days a week. 
I love automation. I love having a lot of things automated, things yeah. where you get the information right away without needing. And, you know, I love how you say that too. Like we need to be kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like a while to get the rhythm going. It didn't yeah. happen overnight. And like, yeah. Woo, no. look at all this free time. <laughs> it definitely does not happen overnight. Um, and it's a learning progress and it's always going to be a learning progress. Um, growth is a learning progress. If you want to take on new things, you're not going to know everything. So um, also accepting help from other people, um, realizing that somebody else might know something better than you do, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, you just have to be very open-minded, um, willing to grow, willing to learn new things, willing to change up your, your processes to kind of like always be fine tuning that. So I think more than anything, it's really like a self-discovery thing because you have to be kind of your best version to be able to do multiple things and feel like you can balance it all. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's really fun, but it is also, um, always a work in progress and that's okay. And I really love how you say that. So let's talk about that being the best version of yourself. So I know that people like tell me, like I get DMs and emails that I'm very like motivational or inspirational or my cheerleader, you know, which I love that one. That one made me laugh. <laughs> um, but it's not about that. For me, it's really, I try to share what has worked for me and yeah. what keeps me motivated and what keeps me going and growing, you know, because yeah. it's hard. Like I have three kids and I have yeah. a two-year-old, so I feel you. Yeah. You've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, having a systems in place and also yeah. giving grace and space for the magic is very important. Yeah, and so important. It, yeah. And it's taking time to be like, the, like you say, the best version of yourself. So like yeah. for you, what does the best version of yourself mean to you? Um, well, I think the biggest thing is don't compare yourself to what other people are doing because, well, comparison is the thief of joy. There's a lot of these little quotes, you know, that you can kind of say to yourself, because like you said, what works for somebody else may not be what works for you. Everybody's very different. So um, you have to kind of learn who you are and figure out like what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. If you're having an off day, that's okay. Everybody has them, but learn how to be a like problem solver for yourself, like how to pick yourself back up um, let yourself have those days. Eat some days you have days where everything goes wrong. Right. And you're like, Oh my gosh, if one more thing happens, but that's just going to be today. And then tomorrow, you know, I've learned how to, after having a rough day, the next day is usually the most productive day of the week because learning how to pick yourself back up and figure out, okay, well, what's the solution to this? Everybody's going to have an issue. What's the, what's the, um, way to, to solve this. So always looking for, um, solutions for myself and, just giving myself time to figure things out and not be so hard on myself, um, yeah. myself to what other people are doing, um, recognizing your own like successes and wins, you know, whether that's like, maybe I've been busy at the store and the event center all weekend, like this last weekend, I did not have a chance to do anything in my house. So this morning, first thing I did, I got up early and I started doing everything around <laughs> my house to not make myself feel like I'm starting off the week on a good foot, you know? So just like the constantly checking in and making, what am I going to feel better about? What's like sitting in the back of my mind that I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this yet. I I need to do this. Do that thing first. Because if I let that sit, I'm not even going to be able to focus on anything else until I figure out what's kind of bothering me the most at, bothering me the most at that current moment and kind of like figuring out what that is and fixing that first. And that's so true. Like, I think a lot of people, like, you know, we get so bombarded everywhere, especially on 
do this, do that, yeah. the new thing, it's the new thing. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. And yeah. I think it's important that you go back. I always say focus on the 5%. I learned this mm-hmm. from one of my mentors, and it's so true. Like yeah. some days my 5%, it's not going to be priority to keep my house super nice and tidy. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to yeah. be a little messy, but nobody's going to get hurt. It will exactly. be <laughs> yeah. till the next day, you know? Yeah. And there's some days where, you know, my family needs to come first and it's mm-hmm. okay. I do not have to be on all the time. And I really wanted to um, go into this next part for our, you know, podcast and a conversation yeah. about the best experience. So I know in the beginning it can be very tempting. Like you want to serve everybody mm-hmm. and get every client. But I really truly, like for me, and that's why I would love for you to share your opinion on this yeah. too. For me, it's really important to specialize, like who is your ideal client? Who is the people that you want to work and serve? Yeah. And abundance for all, we're going to go into that. Mm-hmm. After. But what are your mindset shifts that had helped you in regards to client experience and specializing in that area with yeah. your It's a really good, really good point. Because at the beginning of the store, I I hadn't had any experience with it. I hadn't, I was growing my customers. I was growing my awareness. So Mm -hmm. I thought like anybody that even stepped foot or looked on my website or whatever I had any interaction with, I wanted them to feel like I could do something for them, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think was important at the beginning because you want people to feel connected, but I also was bending over backwards. So if somebody was looking for something very specific, I would spend my time and look for that item for them or figure out how to get it made for them or whatever it is, which was good in the beginning. um, But you can't do that. You can't spend all your time on um, finding things that you don't even currently have in your store. You know, that's just, you just only have so much time in the day. So um, I instead started growing what I wanted to sell, what I liked from people that were bringing to my store. Because I also, from my vendors, I would just kind of accept whatever they wanted to bring me at the beginning too, because I didn't really know what I was doing yet. But then as time went on, I started realizing I had to have specific things that fit into a display that was going to look nice that people were like oh I want to buy that or that looks good together or whatever so I um, started being a little bit more picky about what I was um, putting in the store because I felt comfortable with um, with selling it it was something that I would want to buy or something that I thought um, would do well so I started kind of fine-tuning um what I was actually bringing on to my plate instead of just taking anything and everything and that was way more successful than going out and trying to find something that one person wants and they spent <laughs> all that time doing that and that was just a one-time thing you know so um just making it a little bit more universal and making it a little bit easier on myself actually helped me so much more and had a much better client experience than kind of going after one individual thing here and there. And then same thing for the weddings and events and social events too. Um, You kind of set the groundwork on what you find out what works best for you, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you're not doing your best work and something that you're most comfortable in, it's not going to come across to the client as well. So if I know that, um, this kind of setup works at the event center and I can rent these certain things for them and make, and you can make it very customized, but as long as you have your kind of framework that works, you know, it works in the space, you know, it works for um, the client experience, you know, it works for all of their guests to arrive. You do know the best, you are the professional in that such in that situation. So um, you can guide people um, and make customizations, but you kind of have to set that framework for yourself. 
And I think it's very important, you know, because like for me, I love setting it up from the beginning. I know I'm yeah. a little bit weird and a little bit unicorn type of status because as yeah. soon as the industry, I wanted to specialize from the beginning before it was popular. I was specializing because there's certain people that I want to work with, not because I'm excluding anybody. It's not about that. It's my specialty. It's what I'm yeah. passionate about. When things get hard and I'm tired, I am pumped up to go to work. Yeah. I'm pumped yeah. up to do that service. And for me, it's better for even the client experience that they know yeah. this is passion and they can feel it. They can yeah. see. And of course, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, but when you specialize, you get to charge a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you become more of an expert in that too, right? And you, if you spend all your time working on one specific thing, you get really good at doing that specific mm -hmm. thing. And if it's something you're passionate about, you get someone that's an expert and passionate, like what's better than that? That's exactly <laughs> who I want to go and I want to find someone that's the best at what they do and they're excited to be doing it. That's who yeah. I want to work with or that's who I want to hire. And so you have to be that version. And I think the energy you put into it is such an important thing. If you're having a really off day, that's going to portray to people and they're not going to feel excited when they walk in the store. If I, someone walks in the store, I want to be excited to see them. I am genuinely excited to see them. I'm happy they drove out. Like it's not that far out, but it is, it's not downtown. So they had to make the effort to come and see me. Right. So I want to make sure that they feel like they get the full experience when they're there. And I, I want to get to know them. I appreciate their, their, um, driving out and I want to get to know who they are and how they found me and all of that. It's really like a two-way street. What they, what I put out there, I receive back. So. And I love how you said that. Yeah. And so talking about that, you know how you work with different vendors Like you work with mm -hmm. multiple vendors and you know, you have your two businesses. What has been the biggest shift and advice you can give to somebody in regards to collaboration and the whole shift in mindset over competition? Because I know, especially like in the bridal industry, yeah. hair industry, it's like we're all, in, I'm like, we're not in competition. There's room for all yeah. of us. Not service everybody. Even yeah. if I want to, not. I'm physically. I always, I always found that interesting because I've never really felt there is any need for competition. Like you said, there's so, you can't serve everybody. And especially in 2022, like we have caterers that are booked up for um, October Saturdays already. And we're trying to find, like there's so, <laughs> so many people having events right now. You physically, there's only so many dates in a year and everybody wants a weekend date. So you have to have some relationships to give advice. Oh, how about you try this person or we're not available, but try this place. Like every every serve every um venue is unique every vendor is unique um and i think it's a very personal decision on who you work with i always tell people um like get on the phone with someone and just talk to them is that somebody that you want to spend if it's a wedding do you want to spend your wedding day with that vendor because you'll be with in close contact with them probably all day so are you do you, is that like do you guys do you have energy that matches it's a very personal um experience for people so I think that it's good to have options you don't want to sell we only work with this one person because everybody's different so um and then as far as um like everybody brings something different to the table too so if you have the same venue that you're using over and over again it's probably a good idea to use different vendors because you're going to get a different thing every time you know we can do a similar setup and it's going to be a completely different event because of what somebody else brought to the table so I mean, it's just, there's so many more um, like exciting opportunities if you're just willing to work with people, but if you're very closed <laughs> off, 
photographers too. Like you could, we have new photographers all the time and they take amazing photos in locations I've never thought of before. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea, you know? So yeah. it just, if nothing else, it actually brings more people to you because it shows like your versatility more if you're willing to work with more people. And then with the store too, I want to promote all my vendors and stuff because I, I want people to see their work and then go to their Instagram and see all of their other stuff that they do. Maybe sometimes somebody will go directly to them if they want to place an order or something. That's okay. It's probably going to come back tenfold to me because I'm not closing people off. I don't want that like competitive feel to that. That's just not a good feeling to have. So I want people to get more business and um, they're going to be selling in other stores too. So it's not like I'm the only one that has their stuff. So why not like show them every place they can go get it. It just is a better experience for everyone, I think. Yeah, it really is. And you help out not only your business grow, but you help your community. You help other small businesses. Like together, we can grow so much more with everything. Yeah in every type of industry, even with like big education, small education, big businesses, yeah. we all need support. We cannot yeah, exactly. do it alone. <laughs> if I'm supporting all of them and I have like, if I'm supporting, let's say 40 people and they're all, they're all tagging me or supporting me too, like that's branching out too. So it's just always going to be better to support people than to close it off. It just, you don't want to, you want people to feel like you're supporting them. So, um, yeah. And there's, and I have so many ways that people come here too. So if somebody's making something and they only sell in my store, maybe one other place, that's only a couple places for them to get some exposure. Maybe they're selling online too, but I already feel like I have an advantage by having, I also have all the people that come here for the events and that's kind of an established business that's going. And then, you know, I do the picnics with picnic potential a lot and she brings people here for the picnic. So she's promoting me all the time too. And she gets new people here. So, um, I feel like it doesn't have to be so closed off. There can always be room for more people to grow and come in and see what's going on. So I love that. Yeah. So how do you handle the, have you ever had mom guilt during your whole business ventures of having two yeah. businesses at home and how, how have for you done? Sure. Um, well, I mean, in comparison, cause I did, I did go back to work for a bit, um, before COVID I was back from, I had just gone back from maternity leave. I was there for a couple months. I did talk my way into going back part-time because the thought of being away from him full-time was like <laughs> unfathomable. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to sleep if I had to be away from him that much. Um, we're, we're just really close. And so, um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise when I got laid off and it was like an extended maternity leave. And I did like enjoy that time for quite a while. And then as he got a little bit older and he was more willing to spend time um, like with the grandparents and everything, I felt a little bit better, but you still always feel that. And I especially, I think that's the thing with the systems is um, like when I get up in the morning, the first thing I want to do is like take care of a bunch of stuff and feel like I'm getting productive with my day. But the first thing he wants to do is spend time with his mom, you know? So um like I try to, I try to give myself time with just him so that he feels like we're, um, we have that bonding time. And then maybe if he's like actively playing in something and he's very much like into his own thing, then I'll get on my computer for a little bit and respond to some emails. But if he starts coming over to me and like really wanting my attention, I have to remember that I'm not always going to have this time with him. So it's okay to put, you know, the work aside for a little bit and go and play with him. But I try to actively engage him as much as I can too. So 
I just showed him that there's letters on the keyboard and he can type that. So he sets up on his little iPad and presses the letters next to me or you know, we're doing laundry together. I haven't helped me put the socks in the dryer, you know, like actively engaging him in what I'm doing and talking to him as much as I can has helped a lot. Um, and just, it's really hard to shut it off if you feel like you need to get work done, but I just, I have to kind of listen to what he's, he's needing. So it's just, it's always, every day is a little bit different, but um, I just try to be there as present as I can throughout the week. And then um, on the weekends, I usually have my um, my mother-in-law and my husband's home and stuff too. So they get their time with him. So it just, it just depends on what's going on in the time being. And, but I realize that I do have to work to be able to stay home with him too. So I have to kind of like justify it to yourself a lot too. On Yeah. And it's going to be different for everybody. And I just wanted to share this. So I did not spend the first like three, no, first two years with my daughter. Um, yeah. I was working, I was in beauty school, I was traveling, I became an educator, I was doing all these things, right? Yeah. And my son too, so by having support my husband. And it's okay, guys, it's gonna be different for everybody. Now I have yeah. my third child, but my third child, this whole COVID thing happened. Um, so it's been totally different. I have to spend time with her. Yeah. I have some in place, so now I only work five hour days. There's many, been so many changes, it takes time. And that's the beauty of motherhood. I really believe we each have our own systems and we're going to figure so it true. out. Yeah. And if way. you're working full time, you're supporting your child and you're giving them a great life. If you're home with them, you're giving them personal time and you're giving them a great life. No matter what you're doing, you're still giving your child a great life, no matter what it is. Like there's, it comes in so many different forms. And if you're being like the most authentic version of yourself, like we talked about before, that's going to be the best thing you can give them. If you're miserable and then you come home and you have, you know, two hours of time and you don't give them any attention. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you have to do what's right for you. And that'll, and then when you do have your time with them, your bonding time, as long as you're as present as you can be during that time, I think that's the most important thing. The hours in the day don't matter as much as long as when you are with them, you, you know, you can put some time. So, um, but again, yeah, that does look really different for everybody. And yeah. And, and I think it's important that we emphasize that too, because I know sometimes we feel guilty because everybody says we yeah. should be doing this or that. And I just like, it works different for everybody. For everybody. And, in your business too there's yeah. time growing and booming and it's gonna have to take a little bit this way for a little while it doesn't have to be yeah. like that forever, but like you say being present in the moment is that's so the best so. thing you can do if it's an hour that's great if they if they really only need small amounts of time to feel really connected I've learned that a yeah. lot because if I just haven't given them any time any day all day it's way different than if I've spent even like 15 minutes with him like really actively playing and then he seems a lot better you know so it's just yeah, you got to do it works for your family for sure exactly so so where are you going next what's next are you thinking about what's exciting that you're are you seeing right now in the industry booming like what are some things that you're excited about I'm excited about this year. It's going to be really busy um, because the first year of COVID, we couldn't do any events really. It was like a 12 person maximum, three family groups. So um, we're pretty backed up from all of that. Last year we did do um, quite a few and they're mainly all outdoor weddings and stuff. But this year, like all the baby shower requests, bridal showers, birthdays, weddings, like it is booking up so fast. So yeah. I think right now I'm just really excited to see what happens in 2022. I think there's going to be some really fun um, new things we haven't seen too. 
um, a lot of the picnics, you know, are going to be happening again too. And those are, get to be really specialized. So like there's one coming up where they're going to do like a little like kids movie night and the solarium behind the store, which is going to be really fun. So I'm just excited to see all the new stuff that, um, that pops up this year. And then um, hopefully I'll be able to expand some more with the store. I have some more event space that I'm hoping to expand into. Um, so hopefully that happens this year when the weather gets good, there's a lot more <laughs> options for things to be able to do outside, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then hopefully we're gonna be doing some, um, like this year, I really wanna plant a little like pumpkin patch and have some pumpkins available at the store, <laughs> like fun stuff like that, like actually utilizing the property more and stuff. So um yeah it's just gonna be fun it's just gonna be really busy and a lot happening which hasn't been the case in the last couple of years so that's gonna be really fun to see I love that so for sure the theme for 2022 is gonna be personalizing like the event or your yes. service with your client so mm -hmm. you know personalized 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 yeah for all of us in business exactly <laughs> yeah what are some things that you want to share before we end this podcast? And I really want to appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to share with all of us about all yeah. of Yeah. Um, I just, I think everybody has to start um, when they're ready. I think that was my, I think for a long time I wanted to do something and I knew I wanted to do something different and I wanted to do something on my own, but I don't think I was ready until the time presented itself. So it's okay if you have in the back of your mind, like, oh, I really want to do something on my own, or I have like half an idea of something I want to do, like just keep putting effort into it and kind of like making notes of things for me was a big thing. Like I would write down the qualities of what I wanted in my next job or the, like whatever it was I wanted in my life. I would literally just write it down and kind of look at that. Sometimes I put it aside and I come back, I'd see it a year later. I'm like, oh my gosh, that came true. Like yeah. you can manifest things, even if you don't know what it is, just keep putting it out there. Talk to people about it. If you have, if you make connections with people, if you talk to someone and you're really excited about their energy, whatever, whatever it is, like just talk to them because it can kind of bring up those positive things in your life. So um, the unexpected good things can happen from things like COVID. I never would have expected I would have been where I'm at, but it took something like that to happen. So um, just kind of give yourself some grace if you are in the position where you're thinking you want to do something different and it's maybe just not the right time for you. It will happen if you keep putting it out there and putting work towards it. I love that you say because I think it's so true. Like right now, you guys, this year, I'm going to release something huge, okay? But I can't talk about it yet. But I've been working on this for yeah. a long time. But that's what I mean. Like, And I feel like now everything is aligning. But yeah. I think it's so beautiful yeah. what you say. Like I love writing. Yeah, it's all about timing and writing and journaling. Like I just believe yeah. like on paper you'd be surprised it's crazy what comes paper out is something different than <laughs> yeah writing stuff down is so different than and I wasn't really into that before but enough times it happened where I just had to get it out like th these are the qualities that I want I wanted something I could be creative I wanted something that was on my own it was something you know just all these different things that I um had it kind of envisioned that would be like oh that would be like the perfect setup for me if I just write that down you start to figure it out and navigate it a little bit better and being open to um like just doing what works for you in the, in the moment and growing from that so I didn't start with like a lot of money to get it started um I just really I mean I started a lot on consignment and then I started buying more wholesale when I had more of the funds I didn't start with a lot of money to do it 
Um, but then kind of like upping the orders every time and you start to be able to grow a little bit more. Like you can start off small. You don't have to start with this huge loan from, you know, some place to, to get all of this stuff going. I started really small and I did not have a lot of things when I started, but things grow over time. So, um, yes, yeah, you can, yeah, you can build it up from, from not very much. If you just have an idea, you'll figure out how to kind of get started. Yeah. And it's so true. And I hope like everybody who's listening to this podcast and also watching it, cause there's two versions of it. <laughs> Big takeaway. You can start with zero. I seriously, yeah. I know website and all this stuff. It took years. Okay. Yeah. With no website, I did my education, my videos. I started with like the Samsung, like flimsy little phone. I have not started with everything. I have gotten scrappy. I'm like, how can I do yeah. this? How can yeah. I get experience. How can I get started? And yeah. as you grow and you evolve, you can get, you know, more specialized. You can mm-hmm. invest different things but I think yeah, the most try things out just start with what you have yeah start with what you have yeah same and I didn't know anything about this industry I had never worked in retail before I'd never had to create a website before I didn't know how to get a business license Google is your best friend from the yeah. get-go See, Google is your best it. friend people think I lie I'm like seriously Google is my BFF like yeah if I don't know something, I Google it. Like that's all. And especially at the beginning and it can be a little confusing. So sometimes you have to like sift through some different mm-hmm. places online or whatever, and try to figure out the best thing you can call somebody and ask specialized questions and stuff, but just start researching. Like, how do I, how do I start a business in Sonoma County? How do I, you know, just start, start at the very beginning. And then every time you have a question, just Google it. <laughs> that's what I did. And, you know, then I created a website. I didn't know how to do that, but I figured it out. I bought a domain name. I'm like, somehow I have a website now. And sometimes somehow I have all this inventory, but it just started, I didn't know any of it. And you just, you, if you're passionate about it, you will figure out how to get going on it. So yeah, but Google saved me. <laughs> Google is my BFF. Still I know. Too- I know. So, we find you, tell us, where can we find you on Instagram, your website? Yes. Um, my Instagram, everything is pretty much Bell Farm Collective. So my Instagram handle is Bell Farm Collective. I'm also on Facebook at Bell Farm Collective. My website, www.bellfarmcollective.com. Um, I post mostly on Instagram. I'm pretty much trying to do kind of daily updates. I post a lot to my stories and a lot on my feed. Um, so you can kind of check me out there. I just started a TikTok to Bell Farm Collective. So I'm going to do some fun stuff there. <laughs> that was exciting. I was very nervous to get started on TikTok, but it I, blows up people's businesses. So I'm hoping for that. <laughs> um, and then I have my store hours on my Instagram and on my, um, website, since I am a little bit further removed from kind of like the downtown shopping area, um, I'm pretty much open um, like once a weekend, um, for open hours. And then I'm always open by appointment too. And then that'll, um, hopefully I'll add some more hours during the summertime too. Oh, Julia. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, your willingness to be on video with yes, me. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to share this with everybody. So thank you so much. Of course. Much. It was so nice to talk to you. I know. So nice to talk to you too. So right. 